Hello, welcome or welcome back to Nemun by Mental Health Podcast. As always, it is Adeli and I am so happy that you're here. Thank you for tuning in. Today's episode, I am so excited for. We have a special guest and she is absolutely amazing. She speaks from a place of love and you can definitely hear her passion in her voice and you can tell that this means a lot to her. So I am so excited that you guys have the privilege to hear her story today and to learn a little bit more from her experiences. But before we get into this episode, I want to officially introduce the new segment into the podcast. If you follow the page, if you don't, or if you didn't see it, um, moving forward, we are going to have a segment at the beginning of each podcast episode, and it is called One Step Forward. And One Step Forward is essentially just me celebrating any steps that you take in your mental health journey. So to do this, I am posting a question box every Saturday to ask you what step you took that week to take care of your mental health. And like I said, at the beginning of each podcast episode, I will be highlighting it. So hopefully we can inspire each other, encourage each other to continue stepping forward and taking care of ourselves and our mental health, but to also get ideas of any steps that we can take ourselves that we wouldn't have thought of otherwise. So for the first ever step forward, who's excited? I'm excited. Yes, yes. Okay. So the steps forward of this week. Someone took a step forward by going to sleep one hour earlier than they've been usually sleeping. Yes. It is difficult to go to sleep at a different time than what you're used to. So I'm so happy that, first of all, you were able to do so. (laughs) Um, Because getting that sleep is very important. So I'm so happy for you. Someone else took a step forward by cleaning their room. Period. Getting up and cleaning your room really does take a lot of self-discipline and motivation like can we please talk about that because I'm rarely in the mood to clean but maintaining your space maintaining a clear space means that you can have a clearer mind so I'm so happy that you're able to do that someone else took a step forward by taking a risk and applying for a new job hey yes Taking those opportunities for yourself can be scary because there's a lot of fear and doubt that comes with that. So I'm so proud of you for taking that step for yourself and I really hope it goes well for you. Someone else took a step forward by forgiving themselves. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to hear. The love that we openly give to others is so important to give back to ourselves and forgiveness is a big form of love and especially self-love when you do it to yourself so i'm so happy for you someone else took a step forward by going to gym on a monday Mm -hmm. extra snaps for the monday 
taking care of your body is so important and essential to your mental health as well. So I'm so happy that you're able to move your body, especially on a Monday. Props to you. Our last step forward of the week is someone slept in on Sunday. Yep. Yep. All good things. All good things. Getting the extra sleep is so, so good. And I know it feels so good. So I'm happy that you were able to do that for yourself. I'm so proud of you guys. Taking these steps forward aren't easy, but you did them. And I'm excited for the other steps that you will take in your journey. If I didn't highlight your step of the week this week, I will definitely highlight it. (laughs) Sorry um in the next podcast episode but thank you guys so much for responding okay so now we get to get into the conversation with a special guest so i'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself hi everyone my name is genesis de la cruz also known as Gigi. um i was born and raised here in el paso texas i'm 19 years old and i'm super happy to be here Awesome. Thank you, Genesis, for joining us today um, and having a really important conversation. Of course. So today we're going to be talking about um, panic versus anxiety attacks. And Genesis has her own experience and would like to share some of her insight. So to start us off, Genesis, can you tell us about your experience with panic attacks? Uh, For sure. Um, I experienced my very first panic attack. Uh, my senior year of high school, mm-hmm. uh, class of 2021, by the way. Um, COVID-19 obviously was occurring at the time. Mm-hmm. I was doing school online. Uh, COVID obviously had that huge impact on people, and uh, I can truly say it affected me in such a negative way. Yeah. Um, back to back to my first panic attack, I, I had stayed up all night. During that time, I wasn't sleeping. I feel like I had my um, insomnia moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't been sleeping at all I was about to join my class with no sleep no remembrance of if I had an assignment due I had no idea what we were even going to go over that day mm-hmm. I truly don't even remember if I was presentable that day I don't remember doing my hair I don't remember getting dressed nothing yeah um, my first period was about to start around maybe 8 30 I was getting ready to log on about 8 25 I'm an early bird mm-hmm. um, I remember sitting down and immediately my chest begins to hurt Mm-hmm. Um, I start breathing heavily. I, I, I just feel like my lungs are about to explode. Yeah. Um, my head begins throbbing. Just that constant, like, like it was like a heartbeat was in my head. It was just about to just burst. Mm-hmm. I was just so out of it and overall scared. Um, my dad, my dad either makes food at home or he decides to get us something out to eat, and he was gonna surprise me this day with something from not home um he left knowing oh knowing my day was a little bit off knowing I hadn't slept but he decided to surprise me with some food in the morning Mm -hmm. um I just I begin to cry obviously you know my chest is hurting I'm feeling all this pain and I immediately call him he's not home so that even freaked me out even more Mm -hmm. I'm freaking out I'm scared and I remember grabbing my head and I just remember telling my dad you know I'm tired I don't know what I'm doing I don't know I don't know where I am I don't know freaking out at this point and I just couldn't think all I could just hear myself was breathe all I can hear is like echoes and mm-hmm. I was just my head was just everywhere um my dad rushed home he made sure to stay on the phone with me you know just telling me breathe relax 
um, at this point I'm standing up, I'm kind of pacing around the house. He's like, just sit down. You need to, you need to sit back a little bit. Yeah. Um, I ended up calming down luckily a bit. And then the first thing that went through my head, my mind was just, you know, what, what did I just experience? You know, what was that? Um, my dad just got home and he comforted me and I'm truly thankful for that because I don't know what I would have done if he wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, I ended up calling in that day from school. Luckily, you know, they understood. Mm-hmm. And though it was over, I somehow knew and was scared because I didn't know if it was going to happen again. I didn't know if there was an aftershock like there is with an earthquake, you know, and yeah. um, I was just so scared. I, I didn't know my body was capable of doing that. I didn't know mm-hmm. it was capable of even hurting the way it did. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that um, and opening up to us about your experience. Uh, I think that COVID anxiety is something that a lot of people can relate to. And especially in a time like that, it's easier for things to build up and escalate and feel a lot more heavy um, and a lot more worse. So thank you for sharing that. And can you tell us now about your experience with anxiety attacks? Yes, so um, I experienced my very first anxiety attack in a restaurant, actually. Mm-hmm. We were at this buffet place, and I always welcome my mom or my dad um, uh, whenever I, you know, go out to those places. I have a little brother as well, so I was helping her with getting his food and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were waiting in line at this little section, and I remember not being able to move my feet. And that's probably the one thing that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. And we were waiting in line for food, and I it, it was like time froze. I, I froze out of nowhere. I remember looking around and it felt so surreal. It felt like a movie and everything kind of just went blur. Mm-hmm. People were moving fast. People were going slow. I was just looking around and I, I, it was, it was crazy. And at first I thought another panic attack, like here, like out of nowhere, like what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I, it, I wasn't hurting. And I think that's what stood out to me was my body didn't hurt. I just felt like my feet were glued to the floor. Mm-hmm. I couldn't move. I wasn't, I wasn't in any pain. But I stood there still, and it felt like my mind was just going 100 miles per hour. Um, I began questioning and was just saying a lot of things in my mind. You know, obviously, we're in a line, so there's people in front of us, people behind us. And I remember these people were kind of laughing. You know, they're having their own conversation. And my mind obviously starts questioning, like, are they looking at me? Do I look funny? Why are, why are they laughing? And are they talking about me? Am I in the right line? um and to remind you I mean I'm not I'm not in any pain I'm just in a state of confusion and I'm just still um I begin to cry as like these thoughts just start flooding my head and Mm -hmm. I my mom just looked at me and I you know she knew my mom has that instinct where she just knows something's not right um we got out of line you know we took our place to the table dropped my little brother off at the table with my grandparents and we went to the restroom and my mom just called me down and she just reassured me you know where I was and that I just needed to breathe, but yeah. it's, although you're not feeling that pain, I feel like even that mindset of not knowing where you are is mm-hmm. like one of those, it's a scary thought. Yeah. Um, it was definitely, I think that's just one of those things that I knew what, I even questioned myself even more the day of what was that, let alone, you know, I wasn't feeling any pain. It was mm-hmm. more just in my head, a mental thought. Yeah, that definitely is. A hard experience to go through, um, especially when 
you have so many thoughts, but at the same time, none at all. So it's like, what's going on? What am I feeling? What's happening? So thank you again for sharing that. With your experience with both panic and anxiety attacks, how do you notice that they feel different? Like, what are the symptoms and how do they vary? Sure. Um, During my anxiety attack, I think that's when I kind of um, distinguished they were a bit different. Um, mm-hmm. As I mentioned, I mean, I wasn't in any pain during my anxiety attack. I just felt very still. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt scared to move. As in my panic attack, all I wanted to do was move. All I wanted to do was get up and run around. You know, it's just a state of panic. And I mean, it's in I mean, the term panic attack. I mean, right. um, my chest was hurting. My head was throbbing. I was in physical and just utter pain. As with my anxiety attack, it was just emotionally hitting me super hard just in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like obviously that physical and mental differentiate between those two. And I think that's how I can determine which one I'm having at that time. Right. Um, and would you say that one is more triggered based? I would definitely say one's more triggered based. And um you know there was there's a statement I had when I was going through all this I had read obviously doing my own research mm-hmm. people were saying that panic attacks are more triggered based as anxiety attacks are more out of the blue mm-hmm. um I would definitely say I somewhat agree with that statement not fully mm-hmm. I just feel like my panic attacks occur most when I'm under a bunch of stress mm-hmm. or when I'm not sure what I want to do where do I want to go mm-hmm. um or I don't know yeah I mean kind of triggered by that but however I feel at any time I can get a new trigger and I won't be able to tell if it's a trigger if it's just a one-time occurrence you know Um, I feel like with these attacks you truly never know and it was just it's kind of like my very first one I mean I didn't see either of them coming you know and with my anxiety attacks I feel the same way they they do happen out of nowhere sometimes but I find myself getting them a bit more in loud spaces However, again, I sometimes get them out of the blue. I've had some here at home. I've had them on my previous, you know, I used to work at a school library where it's obviously super quiet. I mean, I get those there. Mm-hmm. Uh, here at work, I get them. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that like with these both of the attacks, you just you just never know. And I think that part especially is very scary. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part that worries people like myself. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Um Sometimes when I have, or I just finished with the anxiety attack, I feel like I'm a ticking bomb. I'm like, oh gosh, like what's gonna trigger me next? Like what's gonna happen that I can have this type of reaction again? So it's definitely so relatable when you say that it's scary not knowing when's when's gonna hit you and especially the location because it can happen anywhere. And when you do experience those panic attacks, how do you help yourself? Um, well, during my panic attacks, you know, I obviously found some comfort when my dad just kind of sat me down and told me, you know, lay your head back, you know, I'm breathing so hard. My dad also guided me, you know, put both head, both hands on your head, mm-hmm. help my breathing a bit, open those lungs a bit. Um, as silly as it sounds, I found going to my happy place was mm-hmm. very helpful. Mm-hmm. I immediately remember closing my eyes and, um, and excuse me, I immediately closed my eyes and I thought of my little brother. Um, you know, I was at that age, 
seventh, you know, eighth grade, going to high school. And those are some tough times for teenagers. Mm-hmm. And my little brother was born. And um, I remind my mom every day or, you know, my brother's birthday. I always tell him, even though he still doesn't understand. I remember just telling him all the time, you know, you saved me, kid. I mean, um, excuse me, I don't mean to get so emotional. Um, he he got me out of some very dark times. You know, I grew up and I'm sorry, I don't mean to go off topic, but it kind of goes around the same thing. Uh, I grew up with divorced parents and, you know, growing up with that is hard itself, you know, mm-hmm. not only on parents, but on kids as well. And though I felt I was separating from my parents and though they're no longer together, I felt like my little brother just gave me that sense of, you know, I look up to my parents and mm-hmm. knowing that I had someone looking up to me, I knew I had to stay strong at some point. Mm-hmm. so I feel you know I think of him and I'm just immediately at a happy place I remember thinking of him and I felt my body just get out of that tense moment and I just mm-hmm. felt such a relief such a fall in my body yeah um it showed me you know what people meant when they say you know mind over matter truly mm-hmm. you know my body's feeling some type of way my mind's thinking another and right. as soon as I went into that happy place of just thinking of him and thinking you know, um, him pushing me, I just, I knew I was going to be okay. So it was definitely a mind over matter situation for sure to get me out of that. Yeah, I really appreciate you um, telling us that story about your brother. Um, That's really special that you have someone that you can think of and automatically feel that comfort um, and feel a little bit more grounded. And I also really like that you mentioned that you went to your happy place, you know, when we're in a panic attack, our body is in fight mode because we or they the, our body feels like it is in danger so when you go to that happy place you know you feel more safe you feel more grounded so thank you for telling us how that um helped you because I feel like that can definitely help a lot of other people and with anxiety attacks do you use the same tactic or do you have other coping mechanisms during those moments um for my anxiety attacks I mean no pain so more of a breathing heavy I'm worried I don't know where I'm at I I try to focus on my breathing you know the whole in and out in and out rather than rather than actually going to a happy place I try to remind myself of where I am at that moment Mm. um that I'm okay um I feel like anxiety is just a state of overthinking like a drastic overthinking um I find it very helpful to focus on one thing Mm -hmm. I had another attack one time during a test in in my college and I remember going still, obviously the, the, my breath was heavy. Um, and I remember looking at a clock that was hanging on my professor's wall mm-hmm. and I counted the seconds and I told myself, focus on the seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, every time it moved, I counted the, that second mark. I one, two, mm-hmm. three. Um, I must've been there for at least a minute or two, maybe even three in it. I found myself just calming me down because mm-hmm. I think at that point when you're it's like you say you're like a ticking bomb you don't know what's going to happen you don't know you know your, your head again is just going to miles per hour, power and I think just mm-hmm. focusing on that one thing helped me a lot and I just felt my mind relax as it reminded myself you know I'm okay you know you're here you're sitting mm-hmm. down you're in class you're 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 gonna be okay you're gonna be okay so I think just keeping that focus on one thing that object I find to keep more you know calm I mm-hmm. think that's been helping me a lot with my anxiety attacks. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really like how you demonstrated how you talk to yourself. I think those 
words of affirmation that you are okay and that you're safe um, mean a lot when you speak them to yourself and to your brain. Um, and also focusing on an object is a really good thing to help with your anxiety because it helps ground you, um, puts you in the present moment and gives you the opportunity to tell yourself that you're okay. So thank you so much for sharing that. Mm. And by understanding the difference between both panic attacks and anxiety attacks and how they feel to you has that helped you know what to do with yourself and make that process easier for you um definitely you know what I mean they as as different as they are they they have their similarities of course you know your mind and both are kind of just everywhere at that moment mm-hmm. your emotions are a huge part in both of them yeah um, but I think knowing what to do at that time, as far as, you know, if I'm feeling pain, if I'm not feeling pain, mm-hmm. it helps with how I do, you know, go through them. Um, I feel like with both, I my emotions are kind of everywhere, but it kind of differentiates between the happy place and, you know, that object. Mm-hmm. Um, as little as they are, I mean, my pain, I you obviously can tell when you're in pain and I, boom, brother, just think of, and just think of him, just think of him, just think of him. Mm-hmm. As my anxiety, I'm, look at that, look at that one object. Um, it's even gone to a part where I had had, you know, anxiety attacks at work and I'm crying in the restroom and I'm like, look at colors, you know, think of colors. Uh, this all is gray, the sink is white. Oh, mm-hmm. look at the sink. How many seconds does it take for the water to pour? You know, it's, it's those little things that, you know, help me through them. And I think though, it's so important that people know the difference because I mean, it's like you say, they're, they're hard to handle no matter what. And to know how to handle them separately is a big thing to think about and a big thing to take into consideration for sure. Yeah, totally. I really appreciate the way that you worded that Um, because making that difference, you can tell yourself, okay, I need to do this to feel better. Okay, this is going to help ground me and calm me down. So thank you for that. And I know you've been answering this along the way, um, but is there specific advice that you would give to people that deal with both of these? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I guess I just want to say that what something I wish people knew more and that and that would be that it's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. it, It took me a very long time to come to terms with these attacks. And I always found myself asking, you know, what's wrong with me? Why me? Why is it only happening to me? But I mean, in a quick story I have is when I first step, started using Twitter, actually, I found myself always looking up, you know, like happy tweets, happy quotes, and it wasn't a better myself, but it was because I wanted to post things that made me seem like I was a truly happy and perfect person. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a few days later, actually, a friend had a, a friend of mine had reached out and had spoken with, I hadn't spoken to them in a while, and they had asked me that big, big question, you know, how are you doing? How are things? How's life? Mm-hmm. And I remember typing and just not stopping. I mean, poor girl probably had a book (laughs) by that time I responded. But I remember just feeling automatic relief of just Mm -hmm. letting it out. And um, I didn't care if I got a response or not, but that's when I knew. And that's when I just put into terms, it was okay to not be okay. Um, I may never be 100% or happy and I'm completely fine with that. Um, that makes me want to cherish my happy moments even more and that's probably the piece of advice I can give people is not only is it okay to not be okay but to cherish the happy moments you know mm-hmm. we never know what time may tell us we never know what time our time may come but 
what I do know is the times that I am happy, I want to be able to cherish those moments because I know that that's not always going to be there for me. Um, you know, whether you speak out, whether you tell somebody, whether you call somebody, whether you just write it down, it's important to just let it out mm -hmm. at some point, you know, whenever you're ready, of course. But I think it's also important to know that we're never really alone. And it took me a long time to realize that as well. And um, huge shout out, of course, to this page, because I mean, it's pages like this that tell me, you know, you're not alone. I mean, everybody needs that reminder. Everybody needs that reassurance of, hey, you're going to be okay. You know, the darkest of times have their lights at the end of the tunnel. And I think at some point we all find that. And um, it's important to just not only stay true to who you are, but to face your battles. I mean, the way you need to, the way you want to. And to just remember, I mean, you're not alone ever. Yeah, I'm so grateful for the words that you just said, um, especially emphasizing that it is okay to not be okay. I think oftentimes we have that pressure on ourselves to always be 100% and that's not always the case. And I, on a personal level, whenever I had had, I've had <laughs> panic attacks or anxiety attacks and they happen again, I'm like, girl, again, like, you just went through this, what's wrong now? Um, so I really appreciate you saying that and also that you're not alone. So many people deal with so much anxiety and so many things from their day-to-day -day life that I'm sure that they would appreciate if you even spoke out about it and then they won't feel alone and then you can have like a nice conversation, um, just as an example. But yes, um, very helpful, thank you. And for the last question, um, again, you <laughs> already answered this along the way, um, but if there's one thing that you can really emphasize that you wish you knew about panic and anxiety attacks. Um, I'm, you know, I, I stopped getting so curious after I pushed myself to not let my attacks define me as a person. I found myself, you know, during my attacks or even after experiencing them, both of them, that, I mean, like I mentioned before, I would always look up, you know, cures. I would always look up how to fix this, yeah. how to stop this. And um, it became a huge part of me where it would stop me from going out. It would stop me from making friends because I was letting it determine the person that I was. And I think after I stopped, I overall stopped looking them up. I overall stopped looking for cures because it was just one of those things that I had to face that just head on. It was just a part of me. Yeah. Um, but I think if I'm curious about one thing, it would have to be, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only person that has, you know, the difference between pain and mind, but mm -hmm. I'm sure there's people out there who suffer pain in both. Yeah. And I'm curious how they handle that themselves because you know, obviously we all have our different ways of coping and our different ways of healing from things, but to suffer from pain in both, I bet that's not, nothing's easy as far as even if you face these attacks with no pain, but yeah. I'm curious how that, how that feels or how they, how they go through that themselves. Yeah, for sure. Um, everybody has different responses and everybody's different um, bodies react in different ways. So that is definitely a conversation that can be very helpful for everyone because we can learn a little bit more about um, ourselves and our own bodies, but also others. And we can even identify their, um, you know, struggles in our own. So that is really helpful. And I also really like how you said that you 
don't let it define you. And I think that's really important because, you know, once we identify that we're having anxiety to the point where we're having panic and anxiety attacks, you know, we categorize ourselves into anxious people that can limit us from, like you said, like going out, having fun, because you're like, what if I get triggered? And I think it's important to emphasize that, you know, you have control and you are strong enough and capable enough to ground yourself and calm yourself during these panic and anxiety attacks. So thank you so much, Genesis, for coming on this episode and telling us your story and being so vulnerable. I know many people out there are going to relate to you and are going to be so grateful for you using your voice and speaking out about this because it's not easy to talk about. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me and just keep on the movement. And if the last thing I want to say is just, I mean, just smile more people. I mean, smile at the person you're walking across at the grocery store, take a cute selfie. I mean, anything, just a smile more. I mean, you'll appreciate it even more knowing all these other stories. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much for your words. Um, If you guys have any questions for Genesis or want to have a conversation um, when we post this episode, um, her at will be mentioned. So if you guys have any questions for her, um, you can go ahead and reach out um, or to the page as well. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And again, shout out to Genesis for partaking in this vulnerable but important conversation. If you want to learn more about anxiety and panic attacks, head on over to our Instagram page at 915 Mental Health. Thanks again, and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye.